We'll go ahead and get on the World Wide Web here and um, get started. So I want to welcome everybody to our Tuesday night Bible study. I do apologize for last week. Some of a family emergency came up unexpectedly. And but we're back. Praise God, stronger and better than ever, and better good looking too. Hallelujah. So if you got your Bibles with me, turn me with me to James chapter one. You know, remember we've been talking about James, the, James chapter one. Remember we've been talking about you know how to know your enemy, the attack of your enemy. Remember two weeks ago we talked about you know um, you know that that you know if you under and we start talking about the soul of man, which is his mind, will, and emotions, memory, intellect. You, you remember we talked about, you know, it's the third John chapter, third third little John 2, it says that it, beloved, I wist above all things that thou might prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. You know, for us to prosper, our soul determines the effect of what we have on the earth, okay? So the, the arena of the human soul, we broke down in five keys to the human soul. The will, the emotions, the intellect, the imagination, and memory. We talked about the first one, the will. You know, everybody has a will. The only way the enemy can take over you is if you give up your will. Because, you know, they're, they're not going to, the enemy can't take your will over just like God can't take your will over. You know, remember we talked about Samson. You know, one of Samson's biggest downfall was that Samson's problem was that he loved the women of the world, not the women of God. You know, remember we talked about Joseph. You know, we talked about, you know, how, you know, that was. So number two, we're going to talk about the emotions being under attack. So in James chapter 1, our golden scripture is verse well, let's start with verse 19. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brothers, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Oh, me. <laughs> oh, me. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And that's our whole entire desire is to make sure that we do the righteousness of God. To establish his kingdom here on earth. God has established his word in heaven. It is up to us to establish his word here on earth. We need good godly teachers. We need anointed teachers, line upon line, precept upon precept, so that we can keep everybody in order. We can't forget about the word. Amen. We got to remember the too much word, we dry up. Too much spirit, we blow up. But the right mixture of the word and the spirit, we grow up. And that's our ultimate goal. We want to become mature Christians. That we come the the blameless blood of Christ, where we're without spot and wrinkle. And every time you think you've arrived, you're going to have a situation rise up, going to show you your head's going to go back to where your feet was to keep you from being in pride. Amen. Amen. Verse 21 says, Wherefore lay aside all filthiness and superficial of naughtiness and receive with engraft the meekness of the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Okay? I wish I could tell you that your soul, which is your mind, was, was saved the day that you became born again, but that didn't happen. You know, so we're going to talk about your emotions under attack. Just as God has given us the will, He also has given us emotions. The fact is, we do feel we do feel things in our soul, good or bad. Amen. Amen. It is not wrong to have emotions, but it's wrong to have the emotions out of control. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. It's not wrong to show emotions. 
but it's wrong to allow that emotion to get out of control. You know, that's why we have society the way we have, the way it is. See, our emotions was was created to imbalance when we make the we base our decisions off of our lives around them. See, that's why we have people out there that's doing stuff. They're getting so caught up in their emotions that they're out there instead of po protesting what they were protesting for. All of a sudden, they just get caught up in the emotions and they start doing vandalism. Yeah. You know. See, God's desire for us to have emotions, He gave them to us. But if we are not not to use them to manipulate or control other people, we are we are not to use them to find the will of God for our own lives. We have to find the will of God for our own lives. Our emotions cannot be based off of how we feel. Well, I feel like God's ministering through me today. It has nothing to do with feeling. You know, we got too many services where people are getting caught up in the emotional realm and they're feeling like they can conquer the world and they don't, they've never based their faith in the Word of God because they've never opened the Word of God up to read it. They think going to Sunday school and going to church two hours every Sunday or three hours every Sunday is makes them a Christian. No, it doesn't. You know, we got a lot of people that are in hell right now that was caught up in they know Jesus. Remember what I said to you two weeks ago? You know, it's one thing to know the Scripture, but does the Scriptures know you? You know, and if you base your life and everything on the Scripture, if you put the Scriptures inside you, when you have those moments of where your emotions start getting out of whack, all of a sudden the spirit of, of man which is renewed and created in the like image of God will rise up if it's born again and take control of that and get it in line with what the Word of God says. Amen? Amen. See, we are not to use them to prove the Spirit of God is working in our lives. Our emotions are not, not the basis of true love or the lack of it. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you go by human love, it's fickle. One second you love that person, next second you want to kill that person. Come on now. Amen. If you've ever been married, you lay, you lay in bed. Did there ever was a morning you woke up, looked at that person beside you snoring, thinking to yourself, why on God's green earth did I marry this person? Because if you base your love and, and everything on your emotions, your emotions, if they're not in line with God's word, will be a roller coaster. You have a roller coaster of emotions. Come on now, amen? Amen. Just as color was added to, to a black and white television to show, to show for us to show so is God created emotion so that we can show our individual lives we have everybody don't have the same emotion not everybody grieves the same way not everybody goes through tests the same way I wish I could write you a book that says this is how you're going to go through trials and tribulations come on now remember when Jesus was in the boat they were going to the yeah. other side. Remember, he, he prophetically said, we're going to the other side. He put the law of faith into motions by the words yeah. of his mouth. We're going to the other side. What did Jesus do? He went back and laid on a pillow. Went back to sleep. Went and slept. Remember, before he got in the boat, he said, we're going to the other side. He gets in the boat. He goes to sleep. It says that as they were in the midst of the lake, all of a sudden, rains and everything started coming. And they woke Jesus up saying, don't you care that we're going to perish? Jesus got up, rebuked the winds and the waves, 
then said, Peace be still. And he turned to the disciples and said, Why do you fear? Where is your faith? Have you no, no not faith? And what does the next verse say? It says, And they arrived at the shore on the other side. See, if they would have believed Jesus when he said, We're going to think, you're going to go in the midst of storms, and your emotions are going to try to dictate to your life because the enemy's going to try to do that. But you, if you base your life on the Word of God, your spirit man is reborn again, recreated in the like and image of God, will grab a hold of your emotions and line them up with the Word of God. That's why I say you got to put the Word in you. That's why Paul said, renew your mind daily. You know, the outward man perish day by day, but your inward man's renewed day by day. So your, your inward man doesn't get any older. It doesn't decay. Come on now. See, he did not make our emotions to rule us, but to enhance us. Just as the rest of our souls, the emotion must be matured through the Word of God. When we are feeling something contrary to the will of God, it is wrong. You want to kill somebody? That's wrong. That shall not murder. Mm -hmm. You know, we're under grace. Mm -hmm. But we still have to obey by the law of love. Love fulfills the Ten Commandments. Come on now. You know, people are out there always saying about, well, you should, you know, what about walking in love? You put yourself aside. Do what Jesus said. Prefer your brother before yourself. We, we're talking about when you empty yourself out and allow God to to fill you and roll in you and sit as king of your heart, not only as your Lord, but as your king. The enemy ain't going to want that. They don't want. He don't want Jesus sitting on the throne of your heart. He don't want you to shine Christ-like and be Christ-like. No. Come on now, amen? Amen. If we do not stop it there, our emotions will literally lead our lives by the wrong desires. Yep. Wrong emotions have the potentials of stealing your destiny from God. When you when when we are when we break it down, our emotions comes from two sources. The ungenerated man or the born-again, spirit-filled man. See, our emotions are an outburst from, from one or two. When the emotions from the ungenerated part of a man, meaning a person that's not born again, they are carnal. Remember, God says that those things that are carnal are enemy of God. Uh -huh. Come on now. Because God's going to ask you to do things in your life that's going to go contrary to the, what the world says. And what carnal people and carnal Christians think. Well, I can't believe that you allowed somebody to come into your house like that. What is wrong with you? They don't understand. Because, see, they're carnal. Come on now. See, they oppose the Word of God. Carnal people oppose the Word of God. When you're going out to protest, if you do what Jesus said, blessed are those that are peacekeepers, they shall inherit the kingdom of God. If you go out and peacefully protest, you're going contrary to what the world's saying. Let's, let's, you know, somebody spits on you, you spit on them. Come on now. Yeah. Somebody hits you, you hit them back. Burn the city down. Yeah. If you stuck your hands in your pocket and stood there and let somebody pound you, the people of the world would say, he's an idiot. But in God's eyes... When Stephen was being stoned and he got on and he prayed and said, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. It says that Jesus stood up off the throne and applauded. 
The only place in the Bible that you ever hear of Jesus Christ getting up off of the throne was during Stephen in Acts chapter 7. Come on now. <laughs> I hope you're getting this. See, they want to be in control. A carnal person wants to be in control. It's hard when you give up your control to somebody else, isn't it? Yep. It's hard when you have to give your control up to the Lord Jesus Christ. When you have to come to the place, God, I've tried to do this all myself. I realize I can't. I need your help. And the whole time God's sitting up there saying, that's all I needed you to ask me. That's all I wanted you to do. God's not here to control you. He's here for you to have an abundant life, to live a long life, a prosperous life. Enjoy the things. Walt Disney World wasn't made for the people of the world. It was made for Christian people to enjoy themselves. Come on now. Because the, the world does not understand spirit-led spirit living, they operate entirely by their emotions and their intellect. <clears throat> According to the world, it is fine to do whatever feels good. Yeah. Come on now. Listen. Listen very carefully. If someone wakes up one morning and does not feel a positive emotion or energy or whatever they, they want to say of their mate, he leaves her. Yeah. Come on now. It's easier to get a divorce than work things out. Yeah. It's easier to go through a divorce than get counseling. It's easier yep. to stay in your problem than getting help. Yep. Come on now. We don't like that. We want to stay in our things, but we want to blame everybody else the reason why we're alcoholics. No, you have to look in the mirror. You're the problem you're an alcoholic. No one forced you to drink. You picked it up yourself. You gave up your will. Come on now. Remember what we talked about two weeks ago? The only person that can give up your will is you. You gave up your will to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, did you not? We're always blaming the devil. We know the devil's behind a lot of it. But we're always blaming the devil. But we don't want to take the responsibility of ourselves. We don't want to take the responsibility to admit that we are the ones that are at the problem. Not God, not the devil. If you are a Christian and you have temptation coming to your door, temptation's not sin. It's when you open the door to the temptation, is it sin? But don't blame God and don't blame the devil. God gave you a way of escape. Didn't it say? That there's no temptation taking those that are in Christ. That God has not made a way of an escape. Come on now. Oh dear God. If he doesn't, if he doesn't feel like showing up for work, he doesn't. Come on now. His life is in constant confusion because his emotions are always going up and down, like a roller coaster. Amen. Amen. The emotions are so. F- Futile up and down in a believer. They can also be future and or fluctuate in a in a believer up and down if they do not have their life built and based on the word of God. The only difference in the spirit man, the only difference is the spirit man has the final say in a matter, not the emotions. Have you ever had where somebody said something to you and all of a sudden you're getting ready to give them last back at them? And all of a sudden you hear that still small voice or that check, that gut feeling, whatever you want to call it. Don't say nothing. Bite your tongue. <laughs> you know, and you, you go to God later in prayer and you're going, God, I have every right. And God's sitting up there saying, yeah, you had every right to do that. But that was in the emotional. You was, they were trying to get you in carnality. 
because if they can get you in carnality, they know that they, they can win the battle. We stay in the spirit, we will always, always win. Amen. Amen. The only difference, or as a believer, if our emotions rule us, we cannot stay in communion with God because we're not going to feel like praying. We're not going to feel like reading our word. We're not going to feel like fasting. We're not going to feel like preferring our brother before ourselves. We're not going to feel like being a soft-spoken word turns away all wrath, biting our tongues. Come on now. If we allow our flesh to dominate us and our emotions to dominate us, you spit on me, I'll spit on you. Come on now. You talk bad about me, I'll talk bad about you. Yeah. A prayer is not an answer on basis of emotions. Well, I feel like God heard me. No, God says that when you call upon the, Him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, He hears you and answers your prayers. That's where faith comes in. You got to, you got, you know. Remember what Hebrews eleven six says: "But without faith, it is impossible to please God. That he that cometh to God must believe that He is. It is the word of those who diligently seek Him. You must come boldly to the throne of grace, to obtain mercy and find help in a time of need." Come on now, you ain't going out there timid. You're going boldly because why? You know what the Word of God says. Come on now. Prayer receives an answer when we speak from the unction of our spirit, man, according to the Word. When we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, He becomes the rudder of our soul. That's why I said He'll be the one who will grab a hold of you and say, No, nah, I wouldn't go that way. I wouldn't say that. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. If you keep talking death, guess who's going to come knocking yeah. at your door? Death. Hey, listen, death not just coming for you. It's coming for those you love. Remember, the Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, but to kill, to destroy. He's coming to steal from you. And if that means stealing somebody that you love away from you, he's going to do that. Because his ultimate goal is to get you to denounce Jesus Christ, to blame God, to walk away from God. Come on now. It's your choice whether you walk away from God. Well, the devil made me do it. Yeah, but you allowed the devil to come in. Yeah. Just like I like how people say, well, I didn't I didn't mean to commit adultery. Yes, you did. You planted that a long time before you ever did it. Jesus said, if you look upon a woman with lust in your heart, you've already committed it. Didn't say anything about if you touched that person. Yeah. Come on now. When he, when he guides us, our emotions must line up with the word of God. Let's hurry up here real quick. Got five minutes to get this done here. Emotional attack. If you have not yet learned that our emotions are subsequent to our spirit, we are open territory for the enemy to attack us. Come on now. Amen. When the enemy cannot gain entrance into our will, when he can't get entrance into our will, he's going to come through our emotions. Listen, if he can get our emotions to follow him, even the devil, the attack will cause our will to weaken, and then we'll give in. Come on now. Well, I went to bed with her. That's because your emotions played there. You got so caught up with this person spending time with her. This person showing me attention. And all of a sudden, that emotion just kept on doing it. Eventually, you broke down and decided, I'll just go ahead and sleep. Well, they ain't going to hurt nobody but me. And I realize all the people that hurt you do it. Come on yeah. Same way with drinking, drugs, pornography. I don't care what you're into. I'm not God. Come on now. It sure 
sign of an emotional attack is in the area of self-pity. When we have been hurt or wounded, the, the emotion is the forefront. During an attack, we just react by withdrawing under fire for protection. Isn't that true? Yep. You ever notice that whenever you get hurt or something, your first, first thing that rises up is your emotions? Yep. Come on now. See, when we withdraw, the hardness falls off of our emotions and allows them to grow us. So this is different. This is different bitterness and hatred. But self-pity becomes the basis from which we view everything. The enemy is wrecking havoc on us. Everybody's out to get me on how to eat worms. Big, fat, juicy ones. Small, skinny, slimy ones. You know, beginning to self-pity. But self-pity grows us. Our views become warped. Now listen, we feel everyone opposes us, and not one likes, no one likes us. Come on now. We begin to feel that everyone else is wrong, and we are right. Come on now. I, I like it. I'll call to young Timothy. Say to him, you know, watch the people that have the power to believe in the power to deny the power thereof. They have enough of the word of God to make some dangerous, basically. I'm not trying to tell you, you know, I'm not walking in love because you're out here demonstrating against the Democrats, or you're out here demonstrating against the Republicans, and most of the day, I tell you, you're just preaching and getting off with one of your conspiracy nights. But when it comes to their life, they're always right. I'm walking in love. But when you, when you, constraints, and you become a terror, and you preach as Jesus calls us to be, and to involve others and to ourselves, and to have the house of those that are in the place of good Samaritan, well, that was just a feeble. Who was the good Samaritan? And 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 Jesus was the good Samaritan? But you know, the Father is always
you realize you have error, 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 God loves them just as much as He loves the, the person that is Jesus. You know, there's times that God will make you, make you, there'll be times that God will make you do things that will go contradictory to what you believe and what the world believes and what the Christians believe. You know, I have a situation I'm dealing with right now. And. You know, I told this person, I said, you know, I'm going to deal with this. I said, but I'm going to deal with it in God's timing. Believe me, my timing would have been, you know, a while back I'd have dealt with it. I'm trying to empty all myself out so that God can fill me up with all of Him. So that when I go to this person, that I go as a force for the kingdom of God. Not for the force of my arrogance or my self-getting and my pride. We need to get rid of pride. Amen. You know, it's one thing to be proud that you're American. It's one thing to say you're proud to be a, a Christian. It's one thing to say you're proud to be, you know, a child of God. But, you know, you need to get past that and get to the place where, you know, you start preferring people before yourself. That you reach the olive branch out. That you help them. You try to try to pick them up when they're hurting and in need. No matter if anybody else believes in you or thinks what you're doing is right, it doesn't matter. What matters is we got to quit being man pleasers and start being God pleasers. Believe me, if the world would get a hold of this, what I'm teaching you here today, what I taught you two weeks ago, it will change the course of the body of Christ forever. That we'll become that perfect bride. That mature, holy, righteous bride that Christ is coming back for. And we're here to occupy. We're not here to lose ground. We're here to occupy. We need to stand up and say enough is enough. Remember I told you back in February, February 5th, God spoke to me at 4.30 one morning. Said to me, said, boy, it's time for you to stand up and it's time for you to speak up. There's time for you to need to stand up and speak up. You need to stand up, but I'm going to tell you something right now. The day you stand up, you better make sure that it's all God and none of you. Because if it's of you, then you're going to fall. You're going to you're going to reap the consequences because you stepped out in carnality. You stepped out in your emotions. We all have emotions. We all play. The devil plays with our emotions every second, every minute of every day. That take vacation. Yeah. But we can stand strong. Amen? Amen. So, every head bowed, every eye closed. If there's anybody out here at the sound of my voice that's listening to me, maybe you never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you once was in the Father's house, but you walked away. Maybe you're having difficulties in situation of forgiving people and, and everything. But I want to encourage you that the love of God's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. The greater is the love of God that's in you than all the hatred that's in this world. 
And I, I, I want to pray with you these prayers. Because like I said, what if after you heal this thing, you go into your recliner, you cut the back, and you clean back and close your eyes, and you take your last breath on this earth, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? The Bible says that it's not even in my mouth the word of salvation that I'm giving. Today is the day of salvation. So say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, and I know that I need to be saved. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I believe with my heart, and I confess with my mouth you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died and rose again and coming again. And I believe that I'm in the Father's house. Set me on fire. Allow you to always be the Lord of my life. And that my life will be a vessel that you can use for your honor. I thank you, Lord, that I've come back. That I once tasted you. I've tasted the good things of the Father. But I've walked away. But I want you to know I come back today. I humble myself. And I put aside self-pity and arrogance and hurt. And I allow you to pour the oil and the wine into me. Bring a healing and a cure to me. And that I be a vessel unto honor. If you said those prayers, please let me know that you have. If the, if you have, find somebody. Tell them that you just gave your life to Christ and you came back. Find yourself a good Bible-based church that's preaching the true living Word of God without compromising. And until next week, I praise and thank God that God is alive. God is real. God is going to move in your life. Jesus is Lord, and I believe today is a day of blessings for you. And like I said, until next week, God bless you. Goodbye.